morning and welcome to Out in the Woods. I'm your host, JD. Sorry, I'm, I'm adjusting the microphone here a little bit after I put the banjo down. For those of you that are curious, yes, that is in fact a live recording of me horribly playing the banjo. I won't get into how many takes that took, uh, but no, it was more than one. You know, I might not edit these, but that does not mean that if I mess up right in the beginning, I will absolutely stop and re-record. So thank you again for tuning in. I hope that the past two episodes have been wonderful to listen to. And in regards to uh, the coming episode, not this one that you're listening to now, but in regards to the next one, things might be a little different. And with any luck, they'll sound better. Uh, I have invested in a quality microphone, and it will likely take me a little while to get used to it, uh, but I've been watching some videos, and I'll probably practice before we record and make sure that everything, uh, oop, I slipped up. I said we. That is something else that might be changing, or hopefully will change. Um, I should have a guest on next week. That's right. You no longer get to listen to me and my sweet, soothing, relaxing voice. Uh, we're going to have a co-star. Now, hopefully I will be able to continue A, posting every week as I have been so far, and B, continue with the guests. Um, if not, I think these solo episodes are going to have to take a different turn from stories, uh, or I'm just going to have to think a little bit harder. But in the past two episodes, we've heard, well, hopefully something entertaining, but failures or uh, significant moments in my life that aren't necessarily chalked up to successes. Uh, so today, I'd like that to be our subject. Success and failure, uh, wins and losses, whatever you want to call it. So most notably, uh, wins and losses uh, are in sports. And you might look at me and say, John David, you're a tall, lanky individual. Rather handsome, of course, but that doesn't typically lead to athletic ability, as uh, tall and being lanky does. But you might be uh, pretty athletic. That's what you would say, looking at me. Uh, and I would say, absolutely not. If you have ever seen me uh, play any sort of athletic game, or just any form of athletic activity, you know how uncoordinated I am. And I am just really not good with sports. I don't understand it. I, I'm not a big fan by any means. I don't watch them. Super Bowl is coming up one week from yesterday at the time of this recording, or two days, one week from two days ago. I'm recording this on Tuesday. And probably watch that. We'll see. But in the end... I like to be in the shop. I like to work with my hands. Now, this hasn't always been the case. Uh, and while I am no longer any form of athletic competition at the moment, I used to play basketball. So that'll go back to the first great success, so to speak. Young, bowl cut, glasses wearing, braces having John David. I think I honestly weighed maybe 100 pounds in 7th grade, which is when this story uh, takes place, 7th grade. And so you, you can, I was still pretty tall, 
uh, I basically looked like a few toothpicks that some kid had glued together. Uh, pasty and frail. But nonetheless, I played basketball because it's important to be healthy and to be active. Now, for some reason, I could not shoot hoops. If I shot the basketball, it was just, uh, well, it rarely went in. We'll put it that way. And this was pretty known, despite the fact that our team every morning would do full court layups and jump shots and things like that and work on our uh, foundational skills. I was pretty garbage at any form of athletics, but especially basketball. Now, things would change, believe it or not, when I would take off my glasses. Um, kind of surprising. The less I could see, the better I was. I don't, I don't understand why. But in this situation, I remember it crystal clear. I was obviously wearing my glasses. So we were playing a team. And keep in mind, this is seventh grade. So I'm going to try to get the details right. I don't know uh, exactly if this is how the story goes, but this is how I'm going to tell it. We're going we're gonna to embellish this to make it seem as great as possible. We were playing our rival school. And it was close. It was a very close game. Typical, like, Air Bud, cheesy movie situation where we are down. And the clock is running out. And for some reason, well, I know why, but I was not in the right spot. Uh, we had the ball. My One of my absolute nearest and dearest friends, who is significantly more athletic than I was, had brought the ball down. And he was currently just being swamped by the other team because this late in the game, they realized, all right, this guy is a threat. Now, me, however, they realized this guy could not make a basket if his life depended on it. So while I was in the wrong spot, I was completely unguarded. I think you see where this is going. So I was standing, not where I was supposed to. I was directly in front of the basket in the key. And for those of you that don't know what that is, it's basically the box in front of the basket in basketball uh, in between the hoop and the free throw line. And it's roughly the width of the backboard, I believe. Uh, but basically, you can't be in there for more than a few seconds. I don't understand really that rule, but what can you do? But I had just walked in. And I was heading towards this mass of people surrounding my friend because maybe if I was just in the proximity of them, uh, it would look like I was doing something helpful and productive. Of course, that is not the case. But nonetheless, I hear my name, John David. And this is when things slowed down. From the center of this mass of people, I see the basketball flying through the air everything went still its slow spin and its high arch erupted from this like a like a mighty archer shooting uh, his longbow off the castle walls or a volcanic eruption the crowd was going crazy but i could not hear it it was me and the basketball as it flies towards me Somehow, out of instinct, I held out my hands and caught the ball. Without thinking, I realized, huh, 
this never happens. And I turned, again, completely unguarded and made a basket. You would have thought that I had just been elected president or one American Idol. The crowd erupted. And as we began to run to the other end of the court to claim our defensive positions, I was met with hoots and hollers and pats on the back from my team. And lo and behold, we won the game. Now you might be saying, John David, that does not sound very athletic. It sounds like you got lucky. And secretly, I agree with you. But we're going to say that it was an athletic achievement. Now, something that was truly an athletic achievement uh, came many years later. And arguably, I am similarly as proud of this story. I don't know if many of you have ever heard of the event called Beer Olympics. Uh, For those of you that have, you understand that this this is my sort of competition. Now, for those of you that have never heard of the Beer Olympics... Uh, It is where a large group of people come together and, well, they drink beer in a competitive fashion with teams and you compete for glory and bragging rights and hopefully a good buzz. So I was part of a team for Beer Olympics and all of the events had gone by with the exception of one, the relay. Now, it just so happened that we were competing uh, against a team who is tied, or we were we were tied with another team that we were competing against. So this relay really mattered a lot. Okay, so the event for the relay, I think it was teams of six people, uh, and then there were five, so to speak, legs of the relay. Again, this is the end of Beer Olympics, so I'm sorry if my memory is a little fuzzy. But it typically starts out with a shotgun, and then you know you run down, shotgun, come back, okay? Next person goes. Then it was a shot, then a body shot, and that's where your sixth person, person came in. You had to have someone to take the body shot off of. Uh, and then there was an ice, or a Smirnoff ice, for those of you that don't know. It's kind of a joke drink that you hide And when people find it, they have to just slam the whole thing. And then to finish it off, a shotgun. So the event starts, and we are neck and neck with this competing competing team. And this is for glory, all right? This is for all the marbles. There are a few bragging rights as strong as winning beer Olympics. I mean, there's just no other way to put that. So... The person before me, I I was elected to go last. I was the anchor, so to speak, and I would be doing the final shotgun. The person before me and the similarly placed person on the other team uh, go to take their ice, their their drink the ice at the same time. And they get there, and without naming any names, uh, the person uh, on our team kind of, um, well... They kind of floundered it. They dropped the ball. Got there slow. They drank it slow. And they got back slow. So by the time that I was leaving the line, the other team was already at the table preparing to shotgun. And again, the world slowed down. My primal 
beer-chugging instincts kicked in, and I sprinted as fast as humanly possible. I basically teleported to this table across the yard. I pulled out my knife, I stabbed the can, and slammed it back in a matter of milliseconds. It was like you threw that can at the sun, and it just evaporated. The can was gone. Showers of, of beer are just erupting everywhere as I sprint back. Bum, 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 bum. I look behind me, and the other team had just finished their shotgun and was running as well. And I look ahead, and I see the finish line slowly sprinting. Well, I was sprinting very fast, but it was in slow motion again. And I see my team start to erupt and jump, and their hands start flying, and they start to yell. Ah, yeah! And I cross the finish line with open arms into the warm embrace of my fellow competitors. And, well, we won. We claimed victory for Team Vatican City. It was a glorious moment. I have had glorious moments in athletics, believe it or not. They're not all that common, but that is one of them. So you might be saying, John David, you've talked about two failures on the podcast, and then just now told two successes. And obviously this episode is about successes and failures, or wins and losses, greatness and misery, so to speak. And you might be saying, well, where's the failure in this episode? And I'm saving it. it I'll, I'll tell it here shortly. But this is, without a doubt, the most awkward situation that I have ever been in. And it brings me physical pain to even repeat this. So, high school rolls around. I'm going back a few years. And... At this time, and in the few years leading up to it, my mother uh, was in charge of the gift shop at our church that we went to. And what that means is you order the stuff that they sell, and you're there to keep the shop open. And it's not open every day, and it's not open, you know, nine to five, so to speak. Um, but basically, they her job was just to keep the place open. And when people came in, uh, she was supposed to talk to them and, and sell them things and just kind of be a spot at the church that people could go and look for religious tchotchkes. So when I leave high school, uh, as in just going home, I drive past the gift shop. And I stop and I think, oh, my mom's there. I should go and say hi and she see if she wants a bite to eat. So park my car and I walk in the door was always open and I see one of our good family friends now at the time my mom was in her early 50s I believe early 50s that's a good good ballpark and this family friend that we knew I believe is just a few years older than her maybe uh, I will keep this anonymous so that way I can't be proven wrong that's how you do it so, at this time in my life, I have not had uh, a lot of experience with women, especially women my own age. So, I'm trying my best to be a suave high schooler, 
you know, pick up the ladies. You know how it goes. You know. All right. So I I try to be pretty quick with the comebacks and quick witted and all this stuff. However, uh, this lady was not my age. And well, you'll understand why this is important in a minute. So I go in and I'm talking to my mom and I'm talking to this lady and she kind of looks at me and smiles and she goes, man, well, she doesn't say man. She goes, "Ah, you just get cuter and cuter every time I see you. And me, the young, naive, high school Casanova, turn back to her in a fraction of a second without thinking and say, well, I could say the same thing about you. Silence. It was as if I had just shit on the floor. I mean, the look in my mother's eyes, as well as this lady, were from, oh, this is a great conversation. And then the gears started turning, and you could see their face change to, what did he just say? Excuse me? So I might have been a little quick on the draw there. Not much has changed, let's be honest. But without a doubt, this was the most awkward conversation that I have ever had. Because it remained silent for a solid 15 seconds at least before my mom just broke the silence again talking about uh, religious tchotchkes. (sighs) You never learn, do you, John David? That's what I said to myself then. That's what I still say to myself now. Because, well, as perfect as some of you may think that I am, let me tell you, I'm I'm just a regular old Joe Blow, just like you guys. I kid. I kid. I have to keep a big head every now and then, though. Otherwise, well, this podcast viewership just wouldn't quite do it for me. I haven't seen exactly how many people listen to this, but I know it's more than one. And I know it's none of my family because they still don't know about this. So if you are listening to this, and if you've listened through this whole episode, first of all, thank you. I hope that you enjoyed it. Um... Second of all, stick around. Again, this is a this is a a podcast. This is an idea in its infancy. So I'm looking forward to what will come in well. Sorry, I'm oh I'm burping so much. This is rough. I need to mute the microphone or something. What will come in the uh coming weeks and months and well, what will happen in the coming years? Let's be honest. We might have to start advertising this thing and uh get some people listening and maybe I can get some sponsorships and then I'll just be doing ad reads all day, which let's be honest. I already do that for Montucky and Yingling, uh, two great beers, by the way, Montucky cold snacks and Yinglings or Yingy boys as I lovingly refer to them. Um, but if you're listening to this and you have a sponsorship opportunity, uh, shoot me a DM. My Instagram is E C K N I V E R Y. It is E-C-K-N-O-I-V-E-R-Y. Forgot forgot how to spell there for a second. Uh, Well, I think that's it for me today, and I hope that you have enjoyed listening. Cheers, and I'll see you next week.